Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Look, Leland, I get we're happy with the ACC championship, and I am. But man, I mean, the way that bracket is unfolded, it just, I don't know if Virginia Tech's ever going to have an easier path to a Final Four than they do right, they would have right now. And it's just so frustrating. I, I'll give the credit to Chris Beard. He, he coached so well against us. Like he had the right game plan to take it to us. He limited our three-point attempts, uh, put Mutz in a situation where he, he's getting the ball down low. There's no one to kick it out to. And Aluma's kind of covered up for that inside game. They, he just put people in uncomfortable spots. And um, that's great coaching and that's great player. You know, that's execution by the players from the great coach. And it was a good team effort on the other side. So I respect, I respect what happened for us to lose. It took, it took a great effort and good coaching to do that. Also not our best night. Even when we did have our opportunities, uh, you know, we didn't shoot a high enough percentage. I thought we could have battled better on the boards. So I, I don't like it, but I'm going to stick with what I said a week ago. And I am happy with the ACC championship. We saw a tweet going into the ACC championship weekend of, would you rather have a sweet 16 or an ACC championship. And I said, point blank, right then ACC championship, mainly because I didn't think there was the option of a sweet 16 without, or, you know, get making a tournament without winning the ACC championship, which pretty much proved to be true. And, and that's a banner, you know, that's an ACC championship banner. I guess the might sweet throw 16s up banners are banners. Sweet 16, yeah, but I think it's the same banner of being in the tournament. And it just says like how far you went. ACC championship is an additional banner and it says champion on it. And that are, you know, some version of that. And so I like that we have that banner. I think that helps build for more of those, which will in turn build for further sweet 16 trips and all that. Um, you know, when I see what our roster for Virginia Tech can be in the years to come, Storm Murphy is the only one guaranteed not to be on that roster next year. Everybody else that we know on that team has a chance of being back next year. Now they'll need to shuffle some stuff and, and manage that. And there's no way we keep everybody. There's there's other people we could probably afford to lose. And I think it's hard to just assume we're going to keep Aluma and Mutz. But let's see what we get. I like I like that we're bringing so much back, even underclass talent back. I like the freshmen, uh, Padula and Maddox, who had their mo- big moments this year um, and big times, especially down the stretch. So I'm just really excited about the future. I'm going to, you know, savor the ACC victory, grip, you know, shucks on the tournament, but then – know that this is leading to more and I, I'm comfortable with that. I, where we were in January, this is unimaginable. So I'm just going to stay positive and take what I can. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Texas. Cause that's no longer part of the United States. Um, the way they guarded the three against Purdue was despicable. I, I joke I, about those these kind of things these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my eyes, they're not part of the country. I, you know, I have a family member planning a trip there soon and I asked her if she had her passport. So, um, <laughs> But, I mean, as great as they did defensively against Virginia Tech at the three, they did the opposite against Purdue. I don't know how many times that yeah. Ivy kid shot threes. and I just was screaming at my TV, somebody guard him. Like, <laughs> he's going to make it. And yeah. uh, they didn't. And then Texas lost. And that game didn't make me feel like we were definitely going to beat Purdue either. I think we could Oh, have we would have beaten Purdue. Are you kidding? <laughs> we would have beaten Purdue. <laughs> they didn't look bad please. Texas played terribly. Um, (laughs) 
but yeah, I just needed Texas to not lose by three and a half, and they they couldn't do that. So um, they couldn't even be within the margin of error, uh, and that was the frustrating part watching Purdue win and then seeing Kentucky crash out and you know Murray State crashes out and you look at UNC beat Baylor and you're like my goodness now if you're asking me my honest opinion I don't think Virginia Tech would beat UNC if they saw him again but who knows I mean we did beat him once so any given night I guess but we can we we can I don't I wouldn't pick it but we could yeah and it's just frustrating to see how that bracket has unfolded and know like yeah. that was the best you're probably ever going to have. Uh, on an I, easy path. I have the hope that one day we'll just be higher seated and uh, we'll have a road. Well, that's, okay. That's let's talk about that. Right. The 11 seed, obviously they need to win the ACC tournament. We talked about that last week. And again, uh, you mentioned it tonight and I agree with you. I think the ACC us included, maybe we're a little too down on the ACC because that sure. they look good right now. The SEC, who was amazing during the regular season, has had almost everyone crash out. The Big Ten hasn't looked lap. great. Big Ten hasn't looked great. Big 12 hasn't looked amazing. So, Big 12 is an okay area. I, w- I wouldn't. Notre, um, Dame, Notre Dame was in that ball game, gave Texas yeah. Tech everything they could handle. So I'm like, okay. They won two before that. Okay. Like, I don't know. UNC's looked pretty darn good. They managed to blow a gigantic lead against Baylor and still find a way to win in overtime, which amazed me. But And they beat the stuffing out of Marquette. It's just, I don't know. It, I, think, I think we were a little too down on the ACC, a little too high on the Big Ten and SEC. I wasn't too high on the Big Ten. I'll, 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 I'll keep clean of that. But uh, Well, I think, I think when I say clear. Iowa and Purdue are frauds, I think – I'm in the clear on those two, at least. I thought Wisconsin maybe was going to be a little better than they were, but. Oh, no, I had my money on Colgate. I had my my pick and my money on Colgate. I think where the ACC runs into trouble is this week with Duke. And I think, you know, Duke's that highlight team, especially this year with Coach K, but always is. I think they're going to have problems with this Texas Tech team. I think it's going to be, you know, a little bit more of a physical game, and they're going to have to respond to that. And I think one thing that we brought against Duke a week ago was a physical game, and we saw us win. So I think Texas Tech is going to go into that game just thinking if we're the tougher team, we're going to win. And I think they can. So I think uh, Duke's in a little bit of trouble in this game. Um, I think a lot of people will see that coming. So that's what Coach K is going to be. I mean, this is a place where Coach K can turn the narrative that, you know, people are against, you know, people are doubting us. People don't think we can win this and, and this and that. And, and he'll use it to his full advantage. I, I'm not eager to see that magical national championship run in Coach K's final year either, so that might be why I'm leaning into this a little bit too, that if Texas Tech doesn't take care of it, then the next game I'm going to be saying Gonzaga's doing it for him. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at with the ACC and, and Duke. I think Carolina obviously still has a chance to, uh, to beat UCLA. I, I, from what I've seen out of them so far, why can't they? And why can't they come out of that bracket? Uh, and then Miami. I mean, they play an 11 seed Iowa State, which seeding wise, you definitely think is a very doable thing. I, I wasn't that high on Miami. I had them losing to USC. Um, also, if the ACC is as bad but as they have you know, played, the experts say, they have played. They should lose played, that game. Yeah, they've played really good defense during this they tournament. Have. And it's a team that honestly, you know, when you've watched their games, and I listened to a podcast talk about it 
today as well. They're a team that usually shoots better than they're shooting in the tournament right now. And they haven't shot too well, and they've still found ways to win the game because of their defense. So if they start hitting shots, that's going to be a real problem for teams in the tournament yep. because their defense and is starting to get to that perfection where everything is coming together at the right time. And but fast forward a game, playing Kansas. Are you picking? Are you picking Miami no. in that game? Yeah, me either. But that's if Kansas gets past Providence. Hell, oh, those Friars, those Friars. I had them losing the first game, so. Yeah, but that obviously was a mistake. my picks. I mean, that's my problem. My that bracket, and, and yeah. anybody listening that was part of our uh, bracket pool, they can see me down at the bottom. I will tell all listeners right now: I put more legitimate effort into this bracket than most years. Most years, I sit there on Monday morning, I go through my picks. I think that's I your problem. You can't do it Monday mornings. You gotta, you gotta marinate on it a little bit, especially as a person who only yeah. does one bracket. Well, I have a. I had a lot of years there where I was finishing fourth and fifth in these bracket pools, you know, just outside of the top three. So I was, I've been these last couple of years trying to switch things up and I've, I've been in middle of the pack those couple of years this year, I just dropped way down. So I, I have in my head what my system will be next year. We'll see if I hold to that come next uh, you March, won't. second week of March. You but won't. I, I just, you know, it's just frustrating to, you know, listen to these. Here's things you should look at. Here's tendencies in the tournament. Here's these stat lines. And I kind of combined some of those things and saw some, you know, trends. And here's some teams to pick. And it's just none of them. I've told out. you, I've told it's you what I'm willing to do. You got to give me a little more time than Monday, but it's going to take a while to do mine where I'm blind resuming everyone in the field and just mix matching where they are on the bracket, too. So you can't try to pick where That'd that is interesting. But. I mean, I, I want to take you up on that. I just, I also, maybe you fill out your bracket that, like, and then I do that. And I fill out a bracket for you that way. And we see which one does better. Yeah. Maybe that's I, I, we could do it for the exports one. I, I, I'm a one man bracket, so I would only have, yeah, like but what I'm saying is yeah, that'll be your, your bracket, the way you usually do it or the way you want to do it is your official yeah. bracket. But this will be the, if Leland listened to logic and yeah. reason bracket. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. People that did listen to Logic, uh, and I think Joe isn't included in this group either. Sorry, sorry, Joe. What? Uh, we have Bill in first place on his own, a two-point lead with uh, a nice amount of points possible still left. He has Gonzaga over Arizona in the final. I like Greg that final. in second place. Go ahead. I like that final. Yeah, a lot of people have that Gonzaga-Arizona final. I did too. Uh, so that probably means bad news for Bill. Uh, Greg Medea had Villanova beating Gonzaga in the final. He's in second place. Another second place tied is Angela Mickens, a former winner. She has Arizona winning. Um, Steve has Gonzaga over Arizona. He's uh, last year's winner. Is he? No, 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 no. Will Cash was last year's winner. But mm-hmm. Steve's finished high in other things recently. And, and, and uh, I think he won my money bracket that we do um, for last year. Uh, so other people that stick out to me, Matthew has Purdue winning it. So he's going to be riding that train. Um, Layton has Duke. Uh, Layton was with the Rockbridge County. Uh, he has Duke winning it all. So that he would be disgusting. A bunch of points. Yeah. And then Will, uh, last year's winner, he has Villanova over Texas Tech. So if it goes, if he gets the final, he's probably going to jump up there and win that thing. So uh, we really appreciate uh, just for our listeners listening to us right now. Uh, we had so many people sign up. I love it. Uh, next year, I st- it's a new bar. I want more than 30 next year, but I love that we have 30 this year. Um, I love uh, that much involvement from not only our usual guests, but also listeners. 
uh, some of these listeners that are in it might need to Identify uh, provide themselves. more information of who, <laughs> who you are yeah, so DM. we can contact you. The answer are right open. Time. So if you're going to listen to this and uh, you think there's any chance that I don't know um, who you are. Well, I mean, we can say you. if it gets to the final four, we can say, hey, we yeah. need to know who you are. We, we um, got to. I'm going to reach out if we get to there. But uh, go ahead and either change your name on there or just contact us individually so I know who we're dealing with. Put your with Twitter and, handle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you are that adamant about being on our podcast, James Hickey, and you, you know, have some sports stuff to talk about, like, you know, a, a career in sports, as James Hickey does, even even the side gig aspect of it, we're, we will have you on. So, James, here's the invitation publicly. James Hickey, we will love to have you on. I will be contacting you to get you on there, uh, win or lose here in the bracket, because we all want to hear about the the inside workings of JMU announcing and how cool that is. So Yeah, right. he's that. even doing some stuff at Fort. Yeah, he does the stuff. He can give us our. He can give us the much needed spring rundown that we uh, have not done yet. (laughs) We haven't quite got to yet. Yes. So that's the official invitation right there. Uh, uh, A private message will be coming. Uh, But yeah, it's great that we have this much involvement. Um, The viewing experience for me is the other thing I always talk about at this time. We had the ultimate setup, like like we do, because my wife is awesome, and she, you know, sometime when we were engaged, mentioned you know, that she likes basketball, which I've known forever. I've known her since kindergarten, but uh, I've taken full advantage of that ever since. And only, you know, access to giant televisions has limited uh, how good a setup I've had in the past. This year, we had two 55-inch TVs, another 40-inch TV or 43-inch TV, and then a, a smaller 37 down low. And it was the ultimate great setup. We have our bracket on the wall. Joe, you were over a little bit, uh, multiple days. Um, I just, I, it's just, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I love the whole weekend. I watch every single game. I missed the first game on Sunday. I didn't watch Houston and Arkansas. No, 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 no. Houston. Who did Houston play? Uh, that's the game I missed. Illinois. Illinois. Uh, that's the only game I didn't watch all weekend. Every other game I watched specifically at times throughout the weekend if it was any kind of close it was on the big tv with with the volume up um just love it and i I don't know i guess i'm bragging but it just makes me happy so i like to talk about things that make me happy every once in a while (laughs) yeah it was a fun it was a fun time over there watching and it's so social that's what i like about you know we're not i say we're into the games we're watching if it's under two minutes, you know, that's when the focus is on the TV, but otherwise it's conversations. We're talking, you know, uniforms and logos and well, I'm glad you mentioned that because we need to talk about the uniforms. This was my biggest takeaway from the tournament. My biggest takeaway from the tournament is that Adidas has a one size fits all for their Navy blue mid majors. It is Longwood, Richmond, St. Peter's, the darlings of the tournament this year. They are all the same font on that jersey longwood richmond st peter's written in the exact same font as far as i can tell and i was trying to you know that was what i was paying attention to during those games was what is that font on those uniforms it looks the exact same (laughs) and um yeah it's i i was kind of surprised that adidas does that for so many different teams the same font um, I thought that was kind of um, lazy, I guess. Uh, but it was interesting. It's my biggest takeaway from the tournament. Not that St. Peter's is alive, but I also want to talk about, since you mentioned logos, someone on Twitter did a Sweet 16, but it's the throwback logos. 
So we're not going to pick who's going to win. You got it up? Yeah, I got it up. You'll need to share this since you're... I will. Okay. But go to the visual aid on our Twitter page, and then look at this. We're going to pick who... Pull the car over. Which logo we like more. Well, you know, whatever. If you have time. (laughs) If you're in a hurry, you know, just be careful. No, just kidding. Please do not drive distracted. But... um, we're going to pick the logo we like more, not the team we actually think is going to win. So if we're starting in that top left, it took me forever to realize, to remember that's Gonzaga. That's, it, my first thought was, that's Georgetown. <laughs> Georgetown's not in the tournament. And, I was, and then I was like, who the heck is that? And I was racking my brain. Who is that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Gonzaga. So they're out because I think they're Georgetown, which means I have Arkansas well, okay. beating them. So you have Arkansas. I, I'm going to agree with the Arkansas because that pig has a lot of sass. Like I, sass I like pig. the sass that that pig is bringing. And it's similar, similar feeling of sass as that, that dog over there. But, but again, no. that's Georgetown's dog. If yeah, you told me that's Georgetown, I'd that's believe you. I would believe you. I'd be like, yes, that is Georgetown. Oh. Texas Tech versus Duke. Now, I hate Duke. I like that Texas Tech logo. Oh, man. But the devil tail is a nice little addition. And he's got the pitch plus, plus the options you have to go from here with. Like, it, you could, you know, that's, I like that Duke. That, that's, that does look good. As much as I hate Duke in real life, yeah, man, yeah. That's, that's a logo right there. And, and so are we taking them out of the, out of the region here too? I think I am going to take them over Arkansas. I am too. I am too. And I have although hope, man, I, have I love that. Those are two great out. logos. I love that leaning hog, and the tusks are so cool. How much sass it is! The tusks make it. Yeah, you know what? Without the tusks, there's not as much sass. No. Going to bottom right. left now. Arizona versus Houston. Houston is lame. Um, They're both pretty boring. No, I disagree. I love that Arizona logo, which is going to preview what I've got coming out of this region. The Arizona with the cactus being the eye, and then the navy blue mountains and the red sun, but they're lines. I don't know what it is. I love that. I love everything about it. I think Arizona should make that their logo now. Get rid of just the block letter A, the varsity font A. Don't need it. Give me that. I'm taking Arizona in this Sweet 16 game based on this logo, but what's going to make me have a knockdown here in a minute is what is Arizona? What is their mascot? Yeah, I know they're the Wildcats, and it's they actually have there. another. It's not a wild. I don't see a Wildcat. I, see I don't need it. I love that they're embracing Arizona. When I think Arizona, I think that picture. I I think of the Phoenix Suns with Charles Barkley. That's what no. I think about when I think. Lame. Um, Nineteen ninety. Now Arizona does have Phoenix another Suns. throwback logo that they could have used, which is the Wildcat wearing a cowboy hat. That Ooh. is kind of weird looking. You but... showed me that one, I, I, but that's not what's on there. Yeah. So I, I'm going with what I see. Michigan I have them beating Houston. Michigan but... versus Villanova. Michigan's out. I One, I don't think you could get a sailor kind of hat like that on a Wolverine, so I'm out. Two. Realism is your, is your criteria. <laughs> also, it doesn't really look like a Wolverine to me. It almost looks like a beaver. Out. Um, the Villanova Wildcat. Stepping through the V, I appreciate that. It's roaring at me, which I like. So that beats Michigan. I don't like that Villanova one. So. Okay. Now, here's another one that I think they 
went too old school on Villanova. If they had used the one from the 90s, that's a cool logo. I'm going with what I'm seeing. I, I think that is not the greatest attempt of a logo right there. I think it's a little too clunky. I, I You're understand. taking the Michigan? Huh? Are you taking Michigan? I'm taking Michigan, acknowledging mm. that they're using I, – I, is that supposed to be a young Wolverine? Like, that's not an adult Wolverine. And I don't like babyfied mascots. That but is a – It has character. It has – with the hat coming down, it has character. I'm sticking with it, and I'm taking it out of the region. No, well, that's a mistake because the Arizona it's a logo weak, is the It's best a weak one, one here. No. The, Duke, the Duke's going to beat it in the Final Four. I'm going, I have to, the championship's going to have to take Duke out. Um, let's move on to the top right. UNC versus UCLA. UCLA just used letters, and the A has a comma at the end. Yeah, UCLA, out. and we're wanting more. UCLA, comma, get a new logo. Um, UNC, I like that. I like Ramsey's I with the – now, see, I just bashed Michigan for that, but that Ram wears it well. And he looks mad. Well, it's I always like raining in, in Chapel Hill. You know, and it's, it's a problem in Chapel Hill, the rain. It, it is a problem. It's good that they have a little sailor cap on in case they have to board a boat. But I will say that little guy, because I, I, I look at him as a, you know, not a six-foot-tall mascot there. I think he's smaller. I don't want to see him in an alley. I am a little no. frightened by by him yeah so i i mean that guy's gonna step all over me don't like it but he deserves to come out of the sweet 16 there against ucla purdue versus st peter's i'm gonna be honest i don't like either one of these um the purdue mascot looks like he's putting his construction helmet back on like somebody knocked it off because he's a poser playing croquet what's going on well it's a sledgehammer (laughs) it's a sledgehammer because i'm sure he's going to do railroad work but i'm sure that's the story behind the logo but like I said, his helmet got knocked off because someone exposed him as a fraud and knocked it off, just like their basketball team. <laughs> that being said, this peacock, I'm going to pick it just because it looks I confident. Too. It's strutting like a peacock. I also know what this is versus their logo now, which I think the first time I saw it when I was at your house, I said, are they the quails? And then later someone was like, oh, they're the peacocks. And I was like, oh, of course. When they made a basket, that's what it was. They made a basket. It was like peacocks. And I was like, of course. Duh. Peacocks. I'm with you on the peacock here because, I I don't know, that Purdue's not doing it for me at all. But not getting past that Tar Heel. No, that That Tar Heel Heel looks mean. is now the second ACC team in the Final Four per old school logos. All right. Now, let's go to the bottom right. This one, I hate that Kansas logo. I, I mean, hate it. Look at those legs, though, man. I hate it. <laughs> They're not the storks. Get them those out. Those legs. Get them never out. Never-ending legs right there. <laughs> hate them. I didn't realize Kansas used to be called the storks. Um, Providence, there's nothing fancy with that logo, but it's not a stork. So they're in to the next round. Iowa State? No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm against just letters. I'm against just, just pretty standard letters. The, the, the yeah, but they put the banner with friars on it. That adds a little something the to it. The terrible stork has made it through for me. I'm no, sorry. it's an ugly stork. Fine, they're going down. Now, the this game. is what you were talking about with the Michigan logo with Iowa State. That looks like a baby cardinal to me, and yeah. he is carrying a flag in his mouth, which is hazardous. And to me, he's running the wrong way. We got to be moving forward. We can't be moving backward. What are you talking about? We, we go left to right. 
when we're reading, when we're Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's not progressive. <laughs> he's mm. he's regressive. Okay. And I, I don't want that on my basketball team. Now, I will say this again, I think they went too far back for Miami. I like the Sebastian the Ibis where he's just wearing like the sweat the overgrown sweatshirt. He's got that little hat on and he's got the pipe still. I don't know this, what it is. One, I know why they went on fire. You know what though. I say? He's actively yeah, smoking. I know why this, I was getting ready to say I don't know why they went away from it. And then as soon as I started to say it, I was like, actually I do know why they went away from it, because smoking's bad for you and they don't want to advocate smoking. So if we're putting the pipe in, you you gotta have it on fire. They do, they win this <laughs> game and the region. Yeah, no, I agree. It's got to be the Miami logo for that region just because that was back when they didn't care. He's smoking a pipe. That's terrible for a bird, but who cares? Um, We've got Duke and we've got Arizona. You're going to pick Duke. You've already said that. I've got Arizona. I I love the desert logo. Oh, that's right. You have Michigan. Gross. Um, I have Arizona. I have the desert. I love the desert logo. I want him to go back to it. UNC versus Miami for both of us, right? Yep. Okay. I've got that UNC Ram. I think that is a cooler logo than the baseball cap. Whereas the news, the other Sebastian that I'm thinking of uh, has the kind of sailor hat that we're talking about with the UNC and the Michigan kind of guys. So out of, out of acknowledging consistency here. Yes. The Tar Heel does seem to be headed right to left here but he's not in a full go left to right he's rounding around to punch you in the face oh yeah like he's he's just setting up a hook like that's all his positioning is there he'll be back in the right direction honestly follow through across your face honestly the way it looks to me is it's almost like he's looking at his other tar heels that you can't see in the logo getting ready to say this guy doesn't know what's about to happen to him he's about to have yeah. no kneecaps this guy's about to mess you up and the reason that UNC, per these retro logos, wins the national championship, I mean, he, he has not missed an arm day. He has not missed a no. leg day. He is beefed out. And while that Duke has that long weapon ready to go and that tail probably is going to cause some problems in a final, in my final, that it just, I mean, sometimes just the Does it not guy seem- wins. And UNC looks tougher than that Duke. Blue Devil. So UNC beats Duke in the national championship per these old school logos. Does it not seem like when that devil tries to use a tail whip that that Ram's going to bite it? Like, it just seems like he's a biter. It's going to, this makes me think it's not going to be close if they fought each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just going to be complete domination. Yeah. Now, I've got the desert going up against the Ram from UNC, and I'm also going to take UNC. So we have different paths there, but I have UNC too. As much as I love that desert logo, that Retro North Carolina logo is awesome. It is so cool. It's tough. It's it tough. is. It if is. If you give it red eyes like the Buffalo Gap Bison, we'll, we'll, it'll never lose anything ever. That'll be something. So for more, just as a reminder in this spot for anybody listening for the first time, this is the quality analysis you get from the Exports podcast. Make sure you subscribe and listen. I'm telling you, and let me just say this. If you have retro college logos and you want to put them in a bracket for Leland and I, I yeah. will. we will do we'll it. We'll do this again next we week. We will yeah. do it again next week if you want to expand it out. If you want to wanna find uniforms and send them to us and we will do a bracket of uniforms again like we did during the pandemic, if you think we won't, you're crazy. I will do it. Even if Leland doesn't want to be a part of it, I will give you I will. that analysis. 
I will. I don't need to, you know, analyze the fourth alternate of an AL East team. Well, uh, you but, should you know, because for... it's part of the package. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, and that was my other point. I was going to tell you to get the. You kept talking about logos that they should have used. I think for Final Four, if we don't have a user one, you need to put the time in uh, to, to find the give best us version the Final of logos Four of the logos you pick for us to analyze. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah. While we're talking, uh, I'm gonna filibuster a little bit while I find this. Villanova logo that I'm talking about because it is awesome and oh my gosh Google wants to I got sure a good website for all that okay here it is yeah I, well so do I but I didn't want to go on that website right now Twitter message no time um, but I, I just I think this is such a cool cool logo that I honestly when I was thinking retro Villanova logos that's the one I was thinking of and uh, I was disappointed that they didn't use it so Sending it to you. You can share it with our audience if you want. I will. Oh, you did it through the Zoom. So it's behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a much cooler That's logo. That's very 90s. Very It 90s. is very 90s, but I like the very 90s. Kentucky's Vancouver 90s. Vancouver Grizzly. Uh, I love Kentucky's 90s logo, too. It's awesome. They Man, I'm telling if, you, if you've yet, they just showed me Villanova's logos from this, or Villanova's uniforms from this time. Oh, Villanova, what are you doing? These uniforms you have now should be in the trash. John, if you're listening, <laughs> if you, I know you're a huge Villanova fan. Make it happen. Make them go back to the 90s. If you haven't seen what logo he's talking about yet, if, you haven't, if you're driving a car and can't pull over, just think expansion Vancouver Grizzlies. And, yeah, and you're very, right very Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> Vancouver Grizzlies vibes. Yeah. All right. So back to my biggest point of the tournament, and it's a little more serious. This end of games, and I know we've talked, it's been talked about plenty before with the video review under two minutes. These referees are so scared in these last two minutes of making a crucial call that it's getting in the way of things. And when it's obvious, they're still reviewing things. But then also, watch last night's game at midcourt TCU versus uh, Arizona, and the referees put the, I mean, they might as well have taken the whistle threw it into the crowd because there was so much <laughs> contact and some, something had to be called at midcourt, whether it's a foul, which a lot of people think, or a backcourt, which I think at the least, neither gets called. The player comes down and they're lucky that that Arizona player held onto that ball and tried to dunk it instead of you know putting it in um, with a short floater or something before the time ran out, and it went to overtime. I think when it, when it went to overtime, I said, fine. The referee screwed that up, but at least this is going to get decided on the court from here until the last two minutes when the referees put the whistle away again. But at least there's that. But it, that they got the referees need to have more confidence in the last two minutes of these games. And sometimes when everybody's yelling for a review, be like, no, I just saw this happen. We're not reviewing. Now, when we are breaking down fingernails and all that, okay. But like the criteria for going over for an extended review has to be more than what it is. If Someone needs to be watching it, and by the time they get over there and put that headset on, if they say, it's obvious, it's this, have them ready to go. And if well, not, okay, but on. It's here's the other thing I have with that, right? When they, when they go to the review, on some of those where they're, like, not sure, there's always a ref that's near the table. It just feels like there's a ref that's close to the table. Maybe it's not the guy all the way across the floor that has to go look at it. Maybe the guy closest to the screen can just go take a peek. And if it looks somewhat debatable to him, he can go, yeah, we maybe we should look at this. But if it's not debatable yeah. to him on a quick glance, go, no, nah, we're good. Like, yeah. 
Because there are some that I'm like, we didn't need to review this. Um, There's a lot that we don't need to review. That it's just obvious. Like it's it's just so obvious. Now I will say the one during the Kentucky St. Peter's game was one that they kept saying like, oh, they got this one right. Like they they're not going to overturn this. They're not going to overturn this. And I said live, I was like, that was a bad call. And then finally they showed the the last angle, which apparently they were saving until the very last moment of the review process shows that it actually went off the Kentucky kid. And then Gene Seratore comes back on and goes, oh, actually, it is going to be overturned. And I was like, yeah, I know, Gene. Some of us knew this from the start, watching it live, because we're actual, actually better at this watching the game. Because they, because we've, like, been a part of basketball a long time. Yeah, when they were like, oh, it changed trajectory. It changed trajectory. And I was like, yeah, because it hit the Kentucky kid's hands. But, um <laughs> Yeah, but that that video replay the last two minutes—that's my biggest takeaway. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. really just it, drags. I do agree though with the overall point you were making too about the refs swallowing their whistle, whistles in the last oh. two minutes. If it's a foul in the first two minutes, it's a foul in the last two minutes, and that's the thing that drives me bananas whenever it comes to basketball or football, like with pass interference stuff. Like if it's a foul at the beginning of the game or pass interference at the beginning of the game, it's a foul at the end of the game and pass interference at the end of the game. The rules have to be consistent all the way through. Yeah, I when when you rewatch that video and it happened, who's going to argue? No one's going to argue. You shouldn't call a foul when it's a foul. So call it. Well, it was the same in the Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame game. I mean, there yeah. was some hard yeah. contact going on, and I was like, "Good lord, someone's going to get hurt." Yeah, I was like, a lot of people were. This is a foul in '90s basketball. Like, some dude got his head caved in by a center from Purdue, and it was, or I guess that was Texas that was playing him. Some kid got his head caved in, and it was the referee's like, nah, we're cool. I was like, okay. Kids kids bleeding, but okay, I'm sure you're right. There was no contact there. Over on the women's side, the tech women also had a short stay in the tournament. Uh they were a high they were a uh five. lower seed. They were a five seed, and they they were fell fate to one of those 12-5 upsets. Florida Gulf Coast got them. They were just in the game the whole time. Virginia Tech really just couldn't ever get away from them. Uh, and even uh, down the stretch when uh, uh, Keatley or whatever, how do you ever say her name? She scored so many points down the stretch, and we still just couldn't beat them. We lost. It's disappointing. I, You know, getting upset, you can't say anything. It is disappointing. Like, you can't turn it a different way. But this is still another program at Virginia Tech with a very good trajectory. This was kind of a spot that we hadn't been for years and years uh, so we're getting back up. Kenny has them good. Uh, this one's not tearing me up. I'm disappointed. I'd like to at least won that one more game. Maryland looked really good in the next game against uh, against Florida Gulf Coast, and I think that would have been a tough matchup for Virginia Tech. But I, I'm still happy with them getting there, having a high seed. Uh, it seems like they have they have that respect there. So I have faith we'll be back in that kind of spot. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Kenny Brooks is going to be fine there. Um, it is yep. a little disappointing as the five seed to be the five that gets upset by the 12. But, hey, it happens. And There's um, been a lot of upsets on this women's side. And then I'm not used to that. When I do my no, women's bracket, it's very chalky, and usually I'm doing really good. This year I'm terrible my women's bracket. So there's been all kinds of upsets, big ones, that you usually Iowa went out. Weekend. Iowa went out super early. That was, a, that was a favorite to win the national championship. Uh, well, not the favorite, but a favorite to win a national championship. Baylor, Baylor went out. Um, South Carolina is still in it and probably will be. Um, Ooh, that Howard game! Oh my, that 44 was forty-four to four at halftime. That was Ooh, rough. Oh boy. Um, but I want to take it to the WNIT. 
VCU women, they beat Stony Brook in a very close game. Uh, it was a game where in the first half, Stony Brook hit about half their shots. I mean, it was 48% from the field for Stony Brook. In that second half, though, VCU really turned up the defense, forced some turnovers. Stony Brook started missing shots. They ended up shooting, I think it was uh, just under 14% from the field in the second half. So it was like a night and day kind of performance there from VCU's women and Stony Brook's women. Uh, and VCU ended up pulling that one out at home. They went to Seton Hall. They competed. They were down big in that Seton Hall game, came all the way back, and uh, just couldn't make the buzzer-beating three to tie it and end up losing that game by three. So their season comes to an end. But a fantastic career for Taya Robinson as a VCU Ram, one of the best uh, women in that program's history. Madison Haddix-Covington, who was a great leader on that team, is also uh, has her playing career come to an end at VCU. But that was a really fun team to watch this season, and uh, I – you know, hope to get to do it again next year. Yeah, I I was disappointed they lost, um, but they battled, so you got to appreciate that. Yeah, they didn't and, quit. Uh, they yeah. didn't quit. It was a strong effort from start to finish. The other NIT has uh, UVA in it, and I know some of our listeners will are following along with that. I, you know what, NIT isn't where I want to be or anything like that. But if you're in it, you might as well do well in it and make the most of it and get multiple weeks of more practice and and development as a team and that's what uva is doing so credit to them to pick their heads back up after that acc um loss to unc where they looked terrible and and come out and play a mississippi state team that has talent now they fired their coach right after that game uh and then win in a close one against north texas which you don't expect north texas to be some top level team but they were a two seed here they had a lot of talent and, and they pushed uva hard there and now they play saint bonaventure I, you know what if you're going to be in it you might as well win it and and the uva is on that path right now they have the tough game against saint the bonnies there but uh that's on tuesday night at seven and uh so i you know what credit to them if i saw virginia tech getting that tournament a bunch when i was at virginia tech when we got left out of the tournaments or you know didn't deserve to be there either way and you know we never made it to madison square garden so you know credit to uva if they're able to do that and 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 win the thing i i'll, I'll give them that respect um to make the most of of something that's not their goal. You know, they never yeah. talk about NIT until you're in NIT. Yeah. And so credit to them of, of, you know, of showing me again that Tony Bennett's a good coach. I, I don't, I don't care to get these reminders, but he keeps doing that. Yeah. I don't, I, as you were saying, I don't think any team um, at the beginning of the year says we want to win an NIT championship. Like, I don't think right. that is any team's goal, but once you're there, we talked about, we talked to Mike Barber about it and he mentioned, you know, there are some programs that have successful NIT runs and use that as momentum going into the next season and then build on that and have very successful tournament runs. And I, I think that's important for programs. I don't, the NIT is a tournament. I don't understand why teams who are in the NIT turn it down. Um, I, you know, it's a school by school decision, I guess. I think obviously you want to be in the NCAA tournament if that's, the invite you get, but if not, I don't think there's anything wrong with the NIT. It would be the equivalent of saying, well, we didn't get in the college football playoffs, so we're not going to accept a bowl bid. Like, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, but I agree. We should also mention that Randolph-Macon, uh, they are national champions in Division Three. In fact, they were gonna be the, the most lopsided. The highlight story of the state of Virginia in basketball. This yeah, the hard. most <laughs> lopsided Division Three champion in the history of D3 basketball. Yeah, good for them, and, and we know Barbara was out there covering it, um, and he got to stay there all weekend for it. He didn't have to, you know, 
come home early or get shoved back to uh, Indianapolis. He's, he had a good trip out there. So uh, pumped for them to win that. And, and, you know, it's always fun for these D3 schools in the state to perform well. I know Bridgewater and football's had their time, and, and there's been other uh, yeah, other good women's basketball teams in, in D3. So I'm excited for Randolph-Macon to get that and bring the trophy back to Virginia. Always got to appreciate that. I know nothing about that team. I'm not going to sit here and, and make it make up that I do, but I'm happy whenever a trophy can come back to our state, assuming it's not at UVA. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we have our limitations on who we want to win that, but yeah. What else we got here? Well, we got Softball baseball news. Swept again. Oh, they swept okay, yeah. uh, UNC, so that was awesome. I don't know who they have next weekend. They're going to sweep them, whoever it is. We do have baseball oh. news. Uh, U.S. Appellate Court said Major League Baseball needs to release that letter that says the Yan- involving the Yankees investigation that, uh, you know, the New York Yankees said, well, if it comes out, it's going to really damage our reputation because people are going to think we did something we didn't. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what the letter's going to say. The letter's going to say you did do it, and that's why you don't want it to come out. Like, no one has ever said, I don't want something that would prove I didn't do it to come out. I want that to stay sealed. I've heard someone say that, but, yeah, we can move past it. Uh, but, you know, if New York appellate courts want to do whatever they want to do, that's fine. But I can't believe we're sitting on this. Like, I can. I say that I can't believe. I very much believe that Major League Baseball and people around the sport have protected the Yankees from this negative that's going to go on the the banner franchise of Major League Baseball. You know why they're the banner franchise? Because you keep propping them up there. They've what won one World Series and how long? And we talk about it like they're just destined to win the World Series every single year. Just, just if you're going to tear down the Houston Astros, if you're going to let Boston take their hit. You got to You just got to let it. They apply even everywhere. protected Boston it, a little bit, though, because that wasn't nearly as big of a hit. That was kind of in a news dump in yeah, the middle of, I think, some NFL news the, that it's came still out. Less coverage than the Yankees got here, like uh, coverage. Uh, yes, yes, yes. More here. of a cover up for the Yankees than the Red Sox, but it was. I mean, the Red Sox didn't have any sanctions. And to me, this should just be the Band-Aid. When all of this went down, it should have been the Band-Aid. Just pull the thing. Let's get past it. It's going to be negative. It has been negative. It's been terrible. The Houston Astros aspect of this is terrible for the sport of baseball. But then we should be through this now. And it should have just been Houston, Boston, Yankees, and anybody else out there. Just all happen at once. We're not going to have any more of this. Clean it up and then move on. And instead, it's like a hit, a hit, a hit. And it's just... That's something this sport's got to stop taking hits. It's got to stop setting itself up for bad PR because Major League Baseball, you're too big for the idea that any press is good press. No, you're major. You're a institute of America. Like, no, not any press is good press for what used to be called America's pastime. That's not true. So just get all the negative out at once. Well, and, and they don't do that, do they? No, and in a sport that. In today's day and age where a lot of sports are gaining in popularity, gaining in ratings, um, baseball is not that. Baseball is losing fans. It's losing attendance. It's losing ratings. It's going in the opposite direction. So each one of these bad stories does not help it. And I I think another reason that they're worried that this is going to come out is it's going to go back further than the Houston Astros. Like they're going to it's going to come out that they started before Houston was doing it. And it's going to come out that it's a problem. It's been a problem. And it ha- wasn't really addressed. And I gotta be—I gotta be honest. I'm not convinced that Major League Baseball is doing anything to stop it now. I—I I would not be shocked if teams are still doing it now. I—I 
I'm sorry. I don't trust Major League Baseball to do this. They have shown you they cannot be trusted when it comes to this stuff. They did so not what? punish any Houston Astro players. They did not punish any Boston Red Sox people. They did not punish any Yankee people. Look at steroids. Look yeah, at steroids. nothing happened. They covered it all up for how long? And then... And now and it's a problem. Finally, oh yeah, we we were against this, and we can't have it. No, like they weren't ever against. Yeah, they knew it was happening. They can't be trusted, and honestly, it's why like with Carlos Correa didn't end up being an Oriole, but it is kind of why like when the Orioles were rumored to be making these big offers to him, and you know, I was in a group text with friends, and one of them who's not an Orioles fan was like, "How could you want Carlos Correa on your team?" And I'm like, "Because Major League Baseball told me they don't care. So if they don't care, why do I care? I want to win, and Carlos Correa definitely would help us win. And if the worst thing he did was watch a video and stole some signals, which I think should be against the rules and he shouldn't do, if that's the worst thing he did, okay. Major League Baseball doesn't care. He didn't get suspended." No Red Sox got suspended. No Yankees have been suspended for doing the same thing. And I, I hate the Reds, Red Sox and Yankees. So if they're not, if Major League Baseball is not going to suspend them, why do I care? We got to play against that. We might as well do it. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want my team cheating. But, yeah, I hear you. If the Yankees and Red Sox are going to cheat, then, by God, I want to cheat. I, they should just get Those teams shouldn't be able to cheat. Those, che- those teams cheat on the level that they have more money than God. And they spend it like that. The Dodgers included on that. Punished is more my approach. Is that? Yeah, but Major League Baseball said they're not going to do that. Punished. Major League Baseball has already said they're not going to do that. So then, if they're not going to do that, and they're going to do it, I disagree with that. Not the encourage everybody else to cheat. Like that's just a different. Well, then get control your sport. But they don't want to do that. Rob Manfred doesn't want to do that. Well, put me in charge. I'm I'm eager for that. Okay. Let's push Rob Manfred out and make Leland McRae commissioner of I'm Major fine. League Baseball. I'm fine. I will do that. I'm all for it. Um, I don't like Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. That line I hate it. is already scary. Now. And I, I don't like it for the Braves. It's like Chipper Jones going to the Mets or something like back then. or just I don't like it. Don't like it. The Braves will be fine. They have Austin Riley. They'll be fine. Um, I will say this. How many times did the Yankees build a dream team over the last decade? And I had to hear, well, the New York Yankees are going to win the World Series. It's over. I don't even know why we're playing games. It's a question of who's going to lose to the Yankees in the World Series. How many rings did they win there? fair point. Fair point. So, I don't know that the Dodgers win a World Series. Dodgers almost didn't make it out of the wild card last year. So, my issue is two years ago, just two years ago, you could go through that lineup and like see how they acquired talent and win. And I didn't have that big a problem with the Dodgers. Yeah, they were spending money, but they were re-signing some of their own guys, um, guys that had been there a while or homegrown talent. And I was like, okay, like I'm o- I'm okay with what I see here. And then basically, basically, since I said those words, all they've done is spend outside money, bring out outside players and completely become the Yankees of the West. And I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I I hope they don't even make the playoffs. My issue in that division... Well, they're going to make the playoffs, but... Yeah, they're going to make the division because the Padres have Mr. Motorcycle Rider down there going to be missing for most of the season. And, I, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of lightning with the Padres there, and they might have missed their window. Um, the Giants, I'm hopeful, can cause a problem, but they're going to make the playoffs. And, and then they have the pitching at the Dodgers to get them through some playoff series. So that's, that's what worries me. That's what worries me. The yeah. Most. But I mean, we'll see what happens. We're going to do it. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, they don't have Scherzer anymore. It's true. Kershaw is a shell of himself. Mm. Kershaw signed a one-year deal. Know. The Dodgers didn't make a commitment to Clayton Kershaw for a reason. Yeah. I, All I, right. We'll see what happens. I, I'm just saying, yes, the Dodgers lineup is formidable. Yes, they'll win 100 games and go to the playoffs. But it doesn't mean they're going to win the World Series. I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, I hear you. Well, we'll make picks here in a couple weeks. So, um, NFL. I hope the Steelers talk to the Falcons before they sign <laughs> Trubisky. I hope the idea of having Matt Ryan on the team was approached. Now, I keep saying I like what the Steelers have done without giving up a lot of draft picks. They've signed a lot of good guys and this and that. But I do would have liked the idea of Matt Ryan for like two years more than what we have in place right now. So I just hope that idea was touched out there. That's that's my reaction on Monday. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Like I when I when Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was signed, fan, yeah, yeah, when Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was signed, you know that was great. I loved it. Um, I still do. I, I mean, it's everything I wanted the Steelers to have in a quarterback is somebody totally inept. But based this, on no evidence, I'm just hoping he proves everybody wrong. I hope this like is the ultimate in there test. That we have not yet seen. This is the ultimate test of Mike Tomlin. It's a guy who has never finished below 500. If he can not finish below 500 with Mitch Trubisky, he's the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Bar That's what I'm rooting for. None. Because he sucks. He has showed you he sucks everywhere he's been. Every time he stepped on a football field, he's been like, hey, I suck. So for the Steelers to be like, yeah, sure, let's, he's our guy. I was like, cool, super pumped. Oh, I think we're drafting a guy. I think we're going to try to get in a position to draft somebody decent. I, I'm not eager Malik for Williams. that to be the kid from Liberty, but we'll see what we get. Yeah. Um. I think next well, year's your year. I think Spencer Rattler's the guy that just jumps off the board at me and says he screams Pittsburgh Steeler. Steeler way or whatever. Let's talk about the Browns Browns. Yins are good. Yins are getting Rattler. Did I do that right? <laughs> the Browns are going to Brown. Uh, they got Deshaun Watson under uncircum, uncertain circumstances surrounding his ability to be active in the football league. I might just try to leave it as close to that as possible. There's a lot of smoke, but anyway, that he's cleared. He's going to be able to play. There's no charges. The Browns went and got him, which was dramatic in itself. It was Baker Mayfield's on the market. Baker Mayfield's requesting a trade. He has a letter to the city. Now Deshaun Watson doesn't want to go to the Cleveland Browns. Well, now all of a sudden he does. And here's a big contract. I just, it was a lot of drama to just see the Browns going to keep on Browning because they gave up so much for him. Uh, three straight years, they're going to lose their first round pick. And then lots of other picks, six total picks. But the next three years, first rounders. It's just, huh, I just, I, at least I know who's going to finish last in that division for a couple of years to come. It's, it, it's nice to know it won't be the Steelers. I don't know how you can say that. They're not going to be able to add to their talent. Like, they got to Sean Watson. That's great. They, they have players there now. Next year's their window. After that, they, they don't have nothing. Their draft is going to 
be depleted these next couple of years without top talent. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> Look, I don't know. I, I don't like this move. I'm glad it's not a team I'm rooting for that makes this move. Not saying my team hasn't had people with checkered pasts on it and people that have been hard to root for, but there's a lot of other stuff, off-the-field stuff, that makes it hard to root for a person like Deshaun Watson. I know there's not criminal charges. That's why the Cleveland Browns go out and get him is because there's not criminal charges. And they must think there is not going to be another person coming forward because I think if you have any inkling of a doubt, you don't give up three first-round picks. And if you do and you think that might be something that happens, then you're either dumb or it really speaks to what the NFL actually cares about. History will would provide that they're dumb. So, yeah, but um, I mean, they can investigate behind Deshaun Watson's off the field issues all they want. They also investigate like all their draft picks for a long period of time there, and they've made some terrible ones. So, yeah, maybe that's why. Hey, give up the draft picks for a known talent because you don't draft anybody good anyway. I mean, that's that's an idea. I will see. I mean, they draft Miles Garrett. Um, They've made some other draft picks that have been pretty good draft picks, but uh, draft a lot of quarterbacks that haven't been. Yeah, they're not great at evaluating the quarterback position, and they draft running backs way too high. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's doesn't give me a good feeling to watch somebody like that uh, be able to play, but at the same time, like I don't. I don't know what you do. There's not criminal charges, so I don't know what the NFL can or should be allowed to do in that situation. It's just, it's a gray area that makes me feel not very comfortable, and um, yeah. it puts the Cleveland Browns, who I'm sure there are Cleveland Browns fans that on one hand are like, I have what I know to be the best quarterback probably in a lot of Cleveland Browns fans' lifetime. And at the same time, there's a lot to deal with with that and a lot going on there. And while there may not be criminal charges, there's going to be civil suits and who knows how that shakes out. Who knows if the NFL is going to suspend him or not. That hasn't been decided yet either. So man. And if the Cleveland Browns give up three first round picks and that guy can't play next year, man, that is something. But um, moving on to the, to the Falcons giving Matt Ryan to the Colts. I want to talk about that because I think that makes the Colts a playoff team. I think that, I think the Colts win that division. The Colts almost won that division with Carson Wentz. I think with Matt Ryan, they absolutely win that division. Matt Ryan is good. Matt Ryan was on a terrible team in the NFL. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything to to disagree with there. They were on the, they were on the edge without him and, with a terrible quarterback who's now at the commanders. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that's another one. You'd hope the commanders talk to the Falcons at some point, too. So, yeah. Um, but I think that's a huge upgrade for the Colts. I think they did a great job there. And then. I don't know what the Saints are going to do. Jameis Winston, I think they re-signed him. Yeah, they just re-signed him on Monday. So that's the Panthers then that are the odd team out. Panthers are all team out, yeah. Draft so we'll, Williams, we got the draft coming. Malik Williams could be a Carolina Panther, I guess. Um, 
Got the draft coming. What is Who's Dominic Atlanta? Cook? Who's playing the quarterback in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. I forgot they're a team. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not going to have anybody you want to watch with Calvin Ridley. Not See, able this to is play. my issue. Calvin Ridley's not able to play. Uh, they don't have Matt I Ryan. I talk about the Steelers doing something in the draft because they didn't get rid of their draft picks. There's a lot of other teams that are going to naturally be ahead of the Steelers that need a quarterback. So, oof. Spencer Rattler. I want that almost as much as I want as happy as I am that Mitch Trubisky is quarterback. You want my quarterback room to be Trubisky and Trubisky, <laughs> Haskins, Rattler, Rudolph. I mean, if that's not the greatest quarterback room in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I mean, Haskins just seems like like a community service. Like, hey, we're, we're helping this guy out. All this rest of this business. I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Rattler, Rudolph, Trubisky would be, oh, there's a shirt I want to buy for you, but I can't say it on the podcast. I don't even yeah. know if it's technically a shirt. I might have to talk to another person and have it custom made, but I, I hope as a Steelers fan himself, he won't, won't do that. Ah, he might because, you know, we like to have fun, but, um, <laughs> well, Go to Long John's before you make the shirt. <laughs> just, just so hospital visit might get in the way of actually making it. What's been dominating my life was the F1 season started this weekend as well. The bomb. I had it on the TV the entire race. Did you really? I paid no attention to it. Oh, you missed a good one then. <laughs> it was over there. When you have four TVs set up, yeah. you can have it on. <laughs> yeah, and there's only one basketball game going on, yeah. But... <laughs> It was an exciting race. Um, so what you had in the start was Ferrari got the pole. They had won three to start. Red Bull was 2-4. It stayed pretty much that way the whole race. It ended up being one. Ferrari won. Red Bull 2-3. and three, And then Ferrari 4. Uh, and then the Mercedes, which were the team to beat last year, was 5-6. Heading down toward the end of the race. And what you have is, looks like, Jean Leclerc, who is the Ferrari driver way out in front, pulling away, going to win easily. Well, a one of the Red Bull minor teams, which is called AlphaTauri, one of their cars catches on fire. So when that happens, safety car comes out, bunches the field up together. They go racing again. And last year's F1 champion, Max Verstappen, gets on the radio and says, hey, I have a steering problem and they go well we can't see what it is on the software so i guess just do your best and so he starts driving and the steering problem does prevent him from being able to catch leclerc but looks like he's going to hold on for second place until he then says hey what's wrong with my battery and they say what do you mean it looks fine on our end and he goes well it's not i'm losing power and cars start blowing by him so he goes in he retires that means Red Bull has one car left in the race, but he is second. Until the other, he says, I have a battery problem. And then the Ferrari goes past him. It's now 1-2 Ferrari. Someone put an investment on Lewis Hamilton making the podium. And he passes that Red Bull when he wipes out on the last lap after his battery problem. And finishes third. Fantastic race. Exciting the coolest part, though, that Haas team that I've talked about, and they had their problem with the Russian driver, the guy who replaces the Russian driver finished fifth. 
Haas didn't score a point last year, which means they didn't finish in the top 10 all of last year. First race, this replacement driver comes in, finishes fifth in the first race. He had a great weekend. So happy for them. So happy for him. That was cool. Um, Exciting first race in F1. And I believe they race again next weekend. This weekend coming up. I was chasing with the NASCAR race, and Kyle Busch had done great on the qualifying. Had done great the whole weekend. I think race the truck race or something did great. And then he got caught up in a mess. So well, he has some, Ray Hernandez my, on his pit crew for trucks. So that's why he did he did good there. Some of my uh, recovery money was unable to be recovered uh, because of that. And I blame Dan Hansen, just former guest. And uh, if he gives me bad advice like that, he's going to be the one time guest, Dan Hansen. And wow! Wow! You know what? I miss Dan. I didn't get to see him this weekend. Yeah, he came over Sunday later. His daughter has a Yak Sports bracket. And uh, legit, it's legit. She has Villanova winning it, which it's a two seed. And uh, I mean, not maybe a lot of I don't have that. Yeah, I just don't like it. But yeah, she's got to get behind like the right logo, I guess. But uh, I'm, I'm, she really wants to be on the podcast. And uh, I mean, she's my niece, and we talk about stuff all the time. And she, uh, she's in the band, and she likes the office. And I'm like. Why are you worried about something to talk about? <laughs> yeah, this is the stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, no, we knew we do. We should cover bands more on this podcast. I'm a big proponent of that. We should. So I, I'm actually at, at to a point. I'm rooting for her, uh, just because I wanted to earn that opportunity to be on the podcast and uh, and come on here because. If we just start bringing all my family members on, we probably are. Well, look, will, we're going to draw a line some, at somewhere, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think, you know, she, hey, she's in the band. We need to talk more about bands. Yeah. I mean, when it gets to the summer, we need things to talk about anyway. So the office, <laughs> I wanted to earn her way on. I want to I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying. Um, her, her dad is going to have to earn his way back on after this bad gambling advice. So, yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> That's true. Um, what I know that you need to know, because we already talked about yours, the Disney movie I watched this week was The Princess and the Frog. Ah. Nice. Um, it's a different one. And you hadn't seen it before? Correct. I wanted to get back to another musical because I prefer, I'm not saying it as a rule, but I prefer my Disney mu- movies to have musicals. I like the songs that go with them usually. It. Can't I like make my little lamp movie. at the beginning of the movies. Hmm? I don't know. I like the mixture. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not. It's not going to be all musicals from here on out. Like, there's going to be other ones that get mixed in that aren't musicals. Like Soul. I still haven't seen Soul. I want to see Soul. That's going to have to be on the list that gets thrown. There's in some there. good, good. There's good music in Soul. Not. It's not as Disney musically, but sure. there's good. Uh, good music. Um, there is another one that's on my list that is. I know it isn't going to have music that I need to watch. Uh, so what about? Tiana, what'd you think? Princess and the Frog. Back to that. Yeah. It's my new favorite. I think it's better than Encanto. Um, and wow. I say that because of the music. I love the music. This is one that I'd been looking forward to for a while. And I just, for whatever reason, and this is, again, why I'm doing this, I needed a reason to justify having Disney Plus all year round and not just when the Star Wars show comes out. Um, so... It had been on my list, and I was like, well, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And then I just never would get around to it. And now I finally watched it. it I love the songs in that. My favorite one, uh, since I want this to be part of the thing, 
is almost there. I think it's like the first one they hit or the second one. But that's my favorite. I loved that song. There are so many good ones in there. I mean, Friends from the Other Side. I mean, poof, that's another banger. But um, that's your type of song. Yeah. It's an, but I mean, come on, tell me that's, that's not a good Scar. song. That's Scar in the game scene in a song there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't revisited Lion King, but yeah, be prepared. <laughs> um, Princess and the Frog. I, I like the story too. I thought it was a good story. I didn't get this feeling of like, oh, this is bull at the end. I, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This is fine. Um, they weren't afraid to kill a character yeah, in Princess yeah. and the Frog. I like that. I, I like movies that are, aren't afraid to take chances. Um, I thought it was a good, good message. In the movie. I thought it was a good message. You need a, you need a work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not one of my top movies by any means. And, and, and I'm so swayed by like, what my kids are most into. And, not, and they watch it and they like it. Uh, my biggest thing that I like about Princess and the Frog isn't specific to the movie, but my mom has a dancer that danced for her all the way through uh, for ballet. And then she went to JMU and continued to dance there. And then she's gone to Disney World. And she is Princess Tiana down in Disney World. Very and cool. I think that is the coolest thing that she uh, kind of can live that dream of being like a headline character at Disney World. And, uh, you know, and she's young and, and doing that. That's great. I, I think that's the coolest thing. We actually had... Uh, local people, uh, friends of ours, um, down there this weekend uh, visiting Disney World and got to see her and perform as that. So just so cool that uh, we have that connection. So for me, Princess Tiana is actually a person I know, and and that's how I think of her. So that's what you know. That's my best positive thing about uh, Princess and the Frog is some some real life uh, action for that. Yeah, but uh, again, for me, like I just thought the story was good, and in. In Disney movies sometimes where it's like, okay, this is definitely the villain. There's definitely a villain in Princess and the Frog, and there's a secondary bad guy. But outside of that, most of the characters are really likable. Even the ones I'm, you know, even some of the ones that normally I think like the minor heroes or the sidekicks sometimes are just annoying and you just don't like them. Not because they're evil, but because they're annoying. I didn't get that in any of the characters. I thought uh, Princess Tiana's you're friend. In a good mood tonight. I think you're in a good mood tonight. I, I think that. Oh, I don't I, think that's what it was. Um, Princess Tiana. No, my investment <laughs> plan is not going well tonight. Um, but Princess Tiana's friend, who is I'm sure you're supposed to hate as like this spoiled brat, like really without coaxing near the end of the movie is like, nah, she's a she's a good friend, and. That was cool. John Goodman is in it. I was like, awesome. So happy to hear John Goodman, even though it's one of the most minor roles in the movie. Um, loved it. And I just, oh. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I, I, I need to come full circle on my, my stuff. Is Darian Payne's her name? I don't know why I wouldn't say her name. Darian Payne, Wilson graduate, um, just kicking butt down at Walt Disney World. I wanted to make sure I said her name because yeah. she's awesome. She's awesome, and she's living the dream. So we should all be happy for people doing that. Absolutely, we should. Which is also part of The Princess and the Frog. See? Right. And she has a good work-life ba- balance. She's just doing what she loves. 
All right, let's get out of here. I'm sure we're going to talk more basketball next weekend, but I also hope to talk about spring sports. Finally, we will be able to analyze a little bit based on some early results as non-district play has got started in uh, pretty much all the sports. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, make sure you're following us at Yak Sports Pod on Facebook or Twitter. And always feel free to email us, yaksportspod at gmail.com. Subscribe in on Podbean, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And uh, follow on those brackets. They're, you know, public for people to see on there. And uh, we look forward to seeing how that shakes out. And hopefully, you know, some of these people, you know, everybody has Gonzaga, Arizona, include me. And that's what I'll be rooting for just so I don't finish in dead last. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if a different one of those teams kind of makes a run and can get one of our uh, followers here moved up uh, higher in that bracket. That'll be fun to watch down the stretch here. We got, you know, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight this weekend. And then next weekend we'll kind of – We'll have those scenarios next week of who's going to win, depending on what outcome. And I'm looking forward to knowing that. Yeah, UCLA is going to be a tough out. Mick Cronin's a yeah. very good coach. Um, but also, when we when Leland shares that image with the retro logos that we used for this, tell us which logos you have coming out of which region and which one's the best in your opinion, um, because yeah. we want to know that. And like I said, tell if you have other logos you movie? want us to bracket for next week, if you have uniforms you want us to bracket for next week. Let us know. I am absolutely all this over that. This is Bill Piner. I don't know why I've lost my mind. This is Bill Piner. Bill this is Bill Piner. Piner. Made us a bracket in the past. I don't know why I forgot about Bill Piner. It's got to be him. Well, there's a little production meeting there that you got to have at the end of the episode. So thanks, Bill, for filling out a bracket and out. being good. And I'm, I'm sorry, Leland, forgot day. who you were. <laughs> I've forgotten who Bill Piner is. <laughs> Bill. Do us a bracket. Bill loves brackets too because he, he sent us some during COVID. He sent us some during COVID. Get us a logo bracket or a uniform bracket, Bill, and then we'll have you on when you win the bracket challenge, probably. All right, let's get out of here. We'll talk to y'all next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.